Hello, and this is Stomp Death and Taxes. This is the MP portion of Stomp, fully known as Mary Pat Campbell. And today I'm talking death and data. And in specific, we're going to be looking at data quality issues and some of the checks that I run on the data and where I get data and what I have appreciated about data the last two years throughout this pandemic. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of mortality analyses and as time has gone on, my data sources have dropped away. And what I mean by that is that I have dropped a lot of the places I've gone to get data because I have found that the one, the only source for me is CDC's Wonder Database because they have best practices for the kinds of things I am looking for in a data provider. Now, that said, I do keep an eye on other data sources. There is a GitHub I have been keeping an eye on that has international mortality data. And if I wanted to really get into uh, you know, doing these comparisons, I would. That said, the U.S. data are pretty good. And then for some of the other countries that actually have detailed data, such as the United Kingdom, the actuarial organizations in the U.K. are actually very good at putting out weekly reports of what's going on with mortality there. So I feel like I'm not needed uh, with regards to that analysis. Um, so as time has gone on, I've just been going into CDC Wonder. They've been updating the provisional mortality database monthly. What I love is they put it right on there. And let me just go to Wonder real quick. I'll edit out the pause. Okay, so uh, when I'm looking at the provisional mortality database, it says provisional mortality statistics 2018 through last month request, deaths occurring through February 19th, 2022, as of March 6th, 2022. So that was the last update. It's now April 5th in the morning and I'm waiting. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe tomorrow. April 6th on the Wednesday, they'll update. I'm waiting for that update to do my next analysis. I did not wait uh, for my weekend analysis. Um, I had been putting it off and putting it off. I'm like, no, 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 I got to pull the trigger. <laughs> okay, maybe that was bad terminology, but I, I had been looking at this ugly data forever and I'm like, I know what's in there. I know how bad it looks. Okay, fine. I'm just going to share it. And maybe you didn't know how bad it looked. You may want to ask why you hadn't heard how bad it looked. But we're going to push on because I do want to talk about some of the data checks I do that I haven't been putting in the post. Because it is boring. If you downloaded my spreadsheets, it also might not be, you know, it might not be very obvious what some of the checks I have done are because, I'm sorry guys, I'm not getting paid very much. I mean, I thank you everybody who has paid subscriptions. And for those who don't know, yes, like all of my posts are free, like all like downloading the spreadsheets. I'm not making you pay to get the spreadsheets. I want all this information to be out there for people to look at it. That's why I'm making this free. I've always had this free. 
So what do you get with a paid subscription? Seriously? Well, uh, you buy gratitude and yeah, what's that worth? Um, <laughs> but what you get is the right to comment on the posts in Substack. That's what you get. That's, that's the benefit. I, I'm serious. That really is what you get as a paid subscriber. Now, um, theoretically, I could do other benefits, but for right now, I don't want to do the things Substack will allow me to do. Um, I do want the information out there. That's why I'm making no distinction between free and paid currently. The reason I charge for the right to make comments, I do not do comments. I, I still posting on my old website. They're more or less mirrors. Though Substack does give me functionality. My home uh, website does not allow because I have very old software I'm using for blogging there. Um, that said, uh, I, it's it's kind of it uses my t my time and attention to read the comments, and I do read the comments people post and reply to them. So I figure, you know, you pay, then I am going to go and read them and reply to them. There you go. That's what you're paying for, my attention. Thank you. Anyway, getting back to the data. One of the main checks that I do is make sure the deaths add up. I am not joking. Uh, Kelly in Georgia, and I'm sorry, Kelly, that I don't remember your full name. Um, so I did a podcast with... a a few people and Ter Kelly in Georgia is known for checking the data holes, data inconsistencies in this CDC COVID data tracker that I didn't even know existed until a few weeks ago when this totally blew up and they had to basically revamp it and evidently it still doesn't work by the way, if you do continue to do reasonable data checks, and I'll tell you what some of those are, um, that she noticed that the data did not make sense, that checking it against other data sources, the numbers were inconsistent in how they added up, and that if you disaggregated numbers, so say disaggregated, and I'll do something very simple, into male and female deaths, it did not add up to the total number of deaths. Like there was a huge gap. And that is something I do because I'm doing analyses by age group, for example. So then I take, I have all my disaggregated age groups and say five-year buckets. Then I add up all those deaths and see if it adds the total when I pull the data for the entire year. Now, when I do it for age groups, generally I get the numbers to add up to the exact same number. And this I call footing. And accountants, if there's any other, if there's any accountants listening to this, they may know of using this that the numbers foot, that you get the rows and the columns to add up to the same thing. And I'll do this also when I split it out by deaths per month, because that's another disaggregation I do, that I want to make sure that the deaths for the year are the same as the deaths per month. That said, sometimes, especially when I split it out by deaths by cause of death, it will not add up to the totals that I have. And there are reasons why. And 
when I start digging into the reasons why, and this is when I discovered the category, oh, we're still investigating it, or more likely, we censor certain kinds of deaths. Um, that's the homicides, suicides, drug overdoses, external causes of death, because they're looking into intent and they're looking into the whole cause effect chain. That's part of it. Part of it, it's sensitive. Um, so those are censored essentially for six months. So that's just policy. Okay. It takes time. Um, and that part of the reason is because it's sensitive. Part of the reason is because those are the ones that you're most likely to make a mistake on determination of cause. So let's say you have a motor vehicle accident. Fine, you have a motor vehicle accident. But what were contributing causes to that motor vehicle accident? Was it alcohol involved? That's actually important to have on the death certificate. Um, I did a post recently on alcohol-related deaths. It's important for trends, for public health information to know whether it really was alcohol involved or is it something wrong with the vehicle, okay? I'll give you an example, and I'm just, this is really going into a tangent. There were a supposed, how shall we say, trend of vehicles supposedly accelerating out of nowhere, okay? Now, there were two possibilities, and one possibility was that there was something wrong with the vehicle, especially since we have electronic controls now, and that the electronic controls were screwed up and we got out of control acceleration. That means there was something wrong with the vehicle. That means liability lawsuits. There's something wrong with the vehicle. Um, and then the manufacturer of the vehicle would have to pay out, yada, yada. That's possibility number one. Let me give you possibility number two. Possibility number two is we have an aging population. You have people who should not be driving, mistaking the gas, the acceleration pedal, and the brake pedal. And if you saw my post on what the mortality curve looks for motor vehicle accident deaths, you will notice that the curve is such that over age 85, the mortality rate in a normal year was high. Why is that? It's because most of the time, most of the motor vehicle accident deaths are of drivers. They're single vehicle accidents usually. Um, the driver dies um, and often it's excessive speed except when it's over age 85 and often it's someone who should not have been driving. They mistake the gas pedal and the brake and they, anytime you see a vehicle has just driven into a post office from the parking lot, what do you think that was? I mean, it could be someone who's high or drunk on drugs or it could be an elderly person who really shouldn't have been driving. Um, and this is going to be a problem with the boomers, okay? Because there's a lot more of them than there were elderly before. Anyway, I'm just saying that there are possibilities. And this is something that I have to think about as death data. So when you have these external accidental deaths, 
you're more likely to have these problems where there are details like that you have to figure out versus someone dies of cancer versus someone dies of kidney disease. Um, they're, and often they're under medical care. It's a lot clearer what the pathway to death was. Okay. Um, so when I have, when I break it out by cause of death data, I actually do often have more issues with the data. Um, and it's not necessarily because there's something wrong with the death certificates. Uh, it has to do with how I get data out of the database. And this is something I have to think about because I also get suppression. And this was a problem I was running into when I tried to pull data and I have pulled data at the county level. When I pull data at the county level, if I have too few deaths, the data get suppressed. What that means is, and the reason they do this, and I knew this from, you know, when I took computer science and database classes, that they don't want me to be able to construct information because of who I am. I'm just, as, as far as the CDC is concerned, I'm just some random person. Uh, they don't want me to be getting into somebody's privacy and actually get information from somebody's death certificate um, and get identifying information. They're fine with people doing statistical analysis, which is what I'm trying to do. They don't want me to be able to do, oh, that's John Jones who died of a heroin overdose on October 2019, blah, 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 in you know, Jackson County, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they suppress information when there are too few records and I might be able to triangulate that. So um, I have to be careful when I get too detailed uh, in what I'm trying to do. So, you know, there is a limit to the kind of analyses I can get at. Uh, academic researchers who qualify can get detailed info. So there are people who can get at that level of detail because they're trustworthy. I'm not. Uh, anyway, um, but now I want to do one final plug. I, I always try to preach the gospel of the actuarial practice. And this is actuarial standard of practice 23, ASOP 23. And this is your very small nugget of continuing professional education, my fellow actuaries, ASAP 23 is on data quality. And this is one of the handful of ASOPs, and so that's how we say ASOPs, actuarial standard of practice, that is applicable to all actuaries. Um, a lot of the ASOPs are just very specific to the type of insurance or the type of area of practice you do. So some are just life insurance, some are just property and casualty, some are just pension practice, you know, that kind of thing, or just if you work on this kind of uh, insurance, um, you know, just catastrophe insurance, just life settlements. Um, so data, data quality applies to all actuaries. And What's interesting is the kinds of ASOPs that apply to all actuaries are the ones that are most likely to transfer to non-actuaries. And data quality is the, along with ASOP 56, which is on modeling, is the one that is 
the most applicable outside actual work. Um, people in data science really should look at this. It's very simple. It's not that long in terms of, yeah, the PDF is 21 pages, but really it's only like nine pages out of the 21 pages that are the real document. So the purpose, and I'm just reading straight off of it, the purpose of this actuarial standard of practice, ASOP, is to provide guidance to the actuary when performing actuarial services involving data. That's pretty straightforward. So this has to do, and it's not about doing a thorough audit of the data, but it has to do with checking the quality of the data, thinking about what are reasonable checks, thinking about what are reasonable adjustments you need to do to the data to make it you know, reliable, what kind of documentation you need to make, um, and you know, what you need to tell a client. So some of these is like oh, what's appropriate data, what's sufficient data, um, and it's not just numerical. It can be categorical, um, classification, you know, that kind of data. Um, how do you select data? How do you review the data uh, and make it a reasonable analysis? How do you use it? Uh, some of the data things that I've had to think about over the last two years is the process of how the data are collected how it gets to me. So I have to think about the lag. One of the things in this weekend's post that I checked is that not only is there a delay, and so I had lumped in the, well, we're going to delay it six months, and I said, well, this is all in the external category. Now, that's not necessarily true. Some of them may end up in a different uh, category of cause of death. But I just lump them in all of the external causes, causes of death are delayed six months. So it doesn't hurt to throw them all in there. That said, I saw a falling off in that ICD chapter. So in that category for November and December in a way that I considered not credible. And so I had to think, is there a reason these types of death data even with that six-month delay, is there a reason those death certificates might be delayed, even with that censorship, compared to other causes of death? And I'm like, oh yeah, there might be, because these are more likely not to occur at a hospital, think about it, compared to the natural causes of death. So there may be a reporting lag on external causes of death that's much larger than the natural causes of death. There's also a different age profile. Uh, external causes of death tend to be on much younger people compared to natural causes of death. Natural causes of death skew very old. Um, so these are the kinds of considerations I have to think about. I think about checking the data when I import it. Ah, there, here's another one. I use Excel. Excel can do stuff to the data when you import it. You may have heard the stories of the genetic researchers who had to change the names of genes like March, what was it, March 20 or March 5, and then there was another that was SEPT9 or SEPT something. Well, of course, Excel changes, changed those into dates. Well, where does that come up for me? Well, I use age groups. One of the age groups, the five-year age groups, are one age one to four. 
1-4, that got changed to January 4th. 5-9, that got changed to May 9th. I, there is a way to import that to say, no, damn it, Excel. That's just a string, 5-9, that isn't a date. There is a way to do it. And that someone should have taught the genetic researchers, no, don't just click import. There is a way to do, there is a way to do safe importation. I can show you. I've done videos about it. I'll do more videos, damn it. Um, because if something is important, it's important enough to repeat it. And I'll just tell you what it is very quickly. The way you import it is instead of importing everything as general, which is the default type to import each column in a text file, the way you import the text file is you force every column to be text, <laughs> not general. Um, now, of course, that means all of your numbers will come in as text, and there's a way to handle that. You can manually go through each column and say, okay, that's general, and you don't have a choice to say that's a number. Unless, and okay, I'm not going to go down that route. It's so easy to get distracted on this. In any case, there's the process of your original data provider There's and how it gets to them. There's the process of how you get the data and then how you get it into your system. Um, there was the scandal in the UK of a whole bunch of data going missing because they were importing the text files into Excel into an old Excel file format, which cut it off at, what was it, 32,000 rows or 64,000 rows, much fewer rows than we currently have in Excel. Okay, so they lost data. One simple data check is you have the same number of records, same number of data points. And to me, the word data is plural, okay? It's not one amorphous, continuous mass. It's a number of points, and I check that I get the same data, amount of data in my system as the original provider handed to me. That's a very basic check, and a lot of people don't do it. Uh, actuaries have it built in as part of their processes, and that's, that's the part most that's invisible to most people, which, which are the data processes. So that's, you know, just think about it. Data is not some platonic ideal of just numbers, quantities, that they are what they are. There's a process that created the data to begin with. There's a process that hands the data to you. There's a process that got the data into my system Excel. And then I have a process to do the analysis. Each step can screw up what I'm looking at. And a lot of people have. So it's a lot more complicated than you might think counting dead people. Huh? Okay. Anyway, so that went on a little bit longer than I had originally expected. And hey, fellow actuaries, maybe you can count this as some professionalism credit. If you learned something, did you learn something? Go read your ASOP 23. Maybe that'll be, you know, that'll take you up to enough time to get you some credit there. Put it down on your list. Uh, so until next time, that was Stump and Death and Taxes.